to the Loot Podcast, where we explore the sexier side of fantasy role-playing games. I'll be taking you and all my favorite desserts through the Nymphoverse. So strap in, or strap on, and peg your way through wieners and wyverns. Last week, our adventurers made it out of the kobold lair and rode our dragon bareback into the daylight, after a group of onlookers had to explain what those women were doing was just a back massage, the party has decided to try and make an attempt to communicate with the dragon. Everyone is more reasonable after an orgasm. Can I try persuading the dragon? Can I try reasoning with her? I'm gonna um, tell her that, uh, Miss Dragon, um, we can give you more where that came from if you follow us. It'll be much easier if you come along with us than us having to fight you. Okay, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. It's a thirsty dragon. 21. Oh, that's that's good. It's because I'm all sweaty and, like, glistening Mm -hmm. and I've got, like, that horny glow and stuff, (laughs) and I'm very appealing. Her clothes are falling off a little bit. Everyone's in you. Her ears are blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the dragon's, like, the dragon kind of, like, tilts its head a little bit and, like, thinks about it for a second and then, like, kind of lays down and, like, bows its head to, like, allow you guys to, like, dismount properly. Except for you. It was still dangling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're still dangling from your rope. This is a large dragon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to retrieve my handcuffs from her mouth since she's being compliant. All I can think of is trying to feed um, some of the milk to my chastity device mouth. <laughs> I've been thinking about that pretty hardcore. So, is there any way I can make that happen? Yeah, I would say so. So, you're going to dismount? How about I go to the dragon and I ask him or her if I can take some of her milk? Because I want to show her that, you know, I respect her and that we're And consent we're is really important. Yeah, yep. and that consent like, I want her to be okay with me taking some of her milk. So, can I ask the dragon if... I can feed some of her milk to my pussy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're going to dismount and face this dragon. Yes. Because the best way to do it is face to face. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, Look that dragon in the eye so it knows that I respect it. (laughs) Large reptilian eyes. (laughs) Oh. Okay. So you dismount this dragon and it's kind of like, you know, it's got its head down on the ground. So it's kind of like it's in like a laying down position. And you convey your concerns of consent involving the milk. And said dragon does that thing where it, like, rolls over on its belly. So... Oh, God, I'm gonna get crushed. <laughs> Mina and Tilp, I need you guys to give me uh, dexterity checks. Hold oh, <laughs> on. Ten. Seventeen. Okay, so Mina, as the dragon turns to the side to, like, expose its large titties, you get flung off of this dragon. And you take three points of damage from falling off, just, like, poof, on the ground. Wow. I really need to rest. (laughs) And, uh, Tilp, you just kind of, like, fairy float, like... (laughs) Like right next to (laughs) Mina, no problem. Because you're like, you're like kind of like on a high because like your tentacle situation. Yeah. Full red. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So now everybody except for ZZ are off the dragon who is still uh, hanging by a rope and is now wedged in between two giant boobs. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh man. You know, I'm okay with this. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I live here now. It's been fun adventuring. (laughs) It's nice and warm. (laughs) So, yeah. So, the dragon exposes its titties to you, uh, Val, which you probably could assume that that was a yes. All right. Do I I need to roll for milking? Milking. Milking. (laughs) Attempt to milk. (laughs) Since I've never done this before. Since I'm you wedged in between, and I've been <laughs> and I've been uh, watching this scene unfold and folding into the scene, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that the there was a little bit of a puddle on the floor from when all of that excitement happens. I will take my free hand and like 
start to like <laughs> caress the side. <laughs> like, mm, start to like warm it up a little bit. All right, yeah. so I guess Val just goes up and straddles one of the nipples. Oh, are you gonna milk it with your thighs? Oh. I mean, the the mouth is down there. <laughs> okay. Know. Don't hurt her. <laughs> Don't bite off a nipple. Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. Just a little nipple. Yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. they, they cut off cow teats all the time and they survive perfectly fine. Well, I imagine maybe like the nipple is too big for the chastity mouth and it just kind of like, uh, just, yeah, <laughs> it just gets squirt part it in. of its mouth around it, but like can't get it all the way around there. Do you like the thing like when you're milking a cow and you like spray it into your mouth? Okay, so you make an attempt to feed your chastity belt some milk. You, like, squirt out some of this milk, and it just sprays on it. Nothing happens. Damn it. Val just yells, what can I feed you to make me release me? <laughs> oh, I've given you numerous hands. <laughs> milk. Fancy milk, too. Not just any milk. <laughs> I'm gonna ask the dragon, like, oh, dragon, do you know what she needs to get free of this belt? Sweet ZZ always looking out for me. The dragon, like, looks at Val and, like, looks at the belt and, like, kind of shakes its head like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't really know your situation and what's going on with that. (sighs) Thank you. Thanks anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So let's have a group huddle real quick. Can somebody help unwedge me? (laughs) Yeah, let's pull. ZZ out. Now, can you please pull ZZ out? Just imagine out? her like, like her legs and arms like just sticking out and like maybe she's suffocating a little bit. Like, ah! and everybody like grabs an arm and a leg and just like, ah! like he pose. Yes, I'm like Winnie the Pooh stuck in the honey hole. Yes. <laughs> okay, so group huddle. We're all like this, and the dragon flies away. <laughs> Now, I'm pretty sure we can get her to come with us. The question is, do we want to ensure that she's never going to be treated as badly as she was by the kobolds? Because I feel really bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how long she's been stuck down there. Look at her shoulder. It's all red and raw. But at the same time, there's a huge opportunity for us here Meepa was the middleman. What if we convince the dragon to work with us and we become the middleman? What if uh, that could work, potentially work? What if, though, she's been stuck down there a long time, I'm assuming. What if she was, quote unquote, employed? I like that. That is fair. I think she should have a say in her own destiny. She is a sentient, beautiful creature. She is. And I think many a people would pay a hefty price to be in her presence. So what you're saying is that we should talk to Aspen about employing this dragon. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. All right, let's Come go get this you. dragon a job. <laughs> <laughs> this whole group meeting, Tilt's just been sitting there, like, kind of lapping up the milk on her sleeves. Oh, <laughs> no. Mina, drink some milk. You're going to die. Yeah, I'm going to drink some milk, actually. I have my water skin filled with it. Okay, do you want to drink the whole water skin? Yeah, I'll drink the whole water skin. So you drink the fancy dragon milk, and you get eight hit points back. Yay, thank you. I'm at 13 out of 18 now. Okay. You were low. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was at, like, the precipice of death. Oh, no. <laughs> Almost death. Meanwhile, Val's got like 38 out of 40 left. She is so strong. So strong. Yes. This is the first like non-super squishy character I've played. So I'm like, wow, (laughs) I'm like two thirds of my life still. (laughs) This is amazing. But yeah, the plan is to go to Aspen and basically negotiate for the ethical treatment of this dragon and for her to have some control over her destiny by being employed. Instead of just being a, a beast of burden. A prisoner. Mm-hmm. She could maybe be a stripper, too. At the same time, we should see if the monster girls want to oh, union. Oh, oh my god, god, we should! God. Six giant-tittied stripper dragon? <laughs> Leading the union. Yes, the yes monster, monster girl union. Girl union. Val is just advocating for <laughs> changing lives. Freedom! <laughs> 
So we're going to start a union at the strip club. You have nothing to lose, Monster Girl strippers, but your chains and G-strings. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, a Monster Girl on each shoulder. And you're still stuck in your chastity belt. Yes, still. <laughs> That's how you know my intentions are well-meaning. Pure as I have work. nothing to get from you. <laughs> I cannot sexually take advantage of you. I'm just totally interested in your personality. <laughs> <laughs> Who um, is going to approach this dragon? Maybe we could all do it together. Yeah, our little huddle just like, like shift waddles like, over. <laughs> we add the dragon in the huddle. <laughs> like, open come our arms here. and yeah. we wrap it around yeah. your face. And we're like, like okay, on. so. Come on. Here's the plan. <laughs> so, Miss Dragon, we know that you've been treated very poorly by these kobolds. You've been a slave. Um, you've been sedated. You've been used for your very valuable milk. And we want to make sure that that doesn't happen to you again. We think that you could really use your milky gifts for your own benefit and to help others too. And so we think that we can find you a place of employment and make sure that you're in control of your life and your own destiny. Pretty much all the jobs there are based around titties anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she has six of them. Here, Tilp, have a cookie. That was a good observation. (laughs) (laughs) She, like, rubs it in the milk on the sleeve and then... (laughs) (laughs) And as a creature of such importance as yourself, I think we could manage this. Yeah, bro, you got nothing to lose but your chains. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you say? And I stick my hand in. Like, little... Go team kind of thing. Tilt puts her hand on top. I'll put my hand in as well. <laughs> Me too. We look, we all look at the dragon. Smiling. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you guys are all standing in a semicircle with your hands in. Like we're at cheer camp. Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay, so it like is like looking at you guys, a little confused. And then it like kind of gives a little shrug like yeah maybe we'll see how this goes are you going to leave us hanging our hands are still in the circle <laughs> <laughs> so you guys all have your hands in right mm-hmm. and you're like eh, eh? and the dragon's like mm, okay so the dragon like sticks its like long forky tongue out and like flops it onto your guys's <laughs> hands in the middle and it's all like drooly and spitty and it's kind of warm too which is confusing Tilt like goes to lean her ahead in to also put her tongue on top. <laughs> <laughs> honey no no, no 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 you've done your bit <laughs> okay. so now Don't we need to that. do like the go team <laughs> spit just flies everywhere <laughs> Covered. <laughs> Our hands reaching to the heavens, spit raining down. It's like oh as your guys' hands come Yay! up, there's like a spit trail that runs <laughs> between everybody. Beautiful. Oh. All right, let's go back to town then. It's like instead of a like a blood oath, it's like a dragon spit oath. <laughs> and everybody knows dragon spit is like a binding agreement. Mm-hmm. It's like glue. This man. is the moistest cheer I've ever been part of. <laughs> <laughs> So, should we walk or should we? Oh, let's do you think walk. you can give us a ride, Miss Dragon? Oh, Doth is not it's... asked to ride the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've liberated you, we kind of need a ride. <laughs> would you mind? It would be faster. And we know that her legs are weak right now. We're just trying to be thoughtful. Yeah. Do a little exercise, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think I think that's fair. A two-hour walk becomes like, you know, like a 15-minute walk to a dragon of this size. Maybe a little bit longer. Maybe more like 20 minutes. Sure, she lets you guys all board her. I take the rope off of her uh, winged area. Okay. Um, and you guys uh, go on your merry little way back to the witch's pleasure, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, while you guys are walking, let's... um. Let's have a conversation about maybe how this is a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Aspen, as you guys have seen, is very much a lady of action. So how likely do you guys think she is to agree to employing said dragon when she could probably just take it from you? Mm. What if the we got the dragon to if Aspen won't listen to her demands to just eat her? I mean, it's a dragon. It is a dragon. Yeah. It's a pretty big dragon, too. Um, I, I say that we don't dragon. take the dragon into the town. Like, okay, I think that's a stay on the outskirts, probably a little for, like off the road where nobody's going to accidentally stumble onto us. And then one or two of us could like go in and like be like, we have we we think we have the right thing. We're not sure. Maybe you should come and take a look. That's a good idea, because then she's not on her home territory kind of thing. We'll have her at a disadvantage. And yeah, if she doesn't listen to her demands. She gets eaten. Just either she gets eaten or the dragon flies away, which is whatever. Yeah. <laughs> which is like whatever. Just know that if Aspen gets eaten, the other two may get mad and come after us. If they're all. <laughs> maybe they'll be happy because Aspen's kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> is more room where that people. came from. <laughs> this could become a Vore podcast. Like. <laughs> it can? <laughs> Don't get so excited, Cake. <laughs> Okay, so... What if the dragon turns on us, then, and then eats us? Just gets the taste for human flesh. Yeah. I think we're in decent standing with her, though. We saved her. That's true. She owes us. And a dragon always repays her debts. Mm. (laughs) I thought that was an octopus. Or a crane. (laughs) A bugbear always repays his debts. (laughs) Did I say I thought that that was the Lannisters? (laughs) Um, okay, so the plan is is to bring the dragon just on the outskirts of town and then go meet mm-hmm. with Aspen at the Witcher's Pleasure. And maybe, like Zizi was saying, we should kind of keep hush-hush what the source exactly is. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't even know. And yeah. then again, we'll have her at least the element of surprise if things go South. That sounds like a good plan. Okay. Better than walking through town with a dragon plan, at least. <laughs> We're just like, hello. But we, you know how cool we would look? We would look Riding so cool. through town on a dragon. Show all of the bullies up in this joint. <laughs> we get mad pussy. Mad <laughs> pussy. <laughs> um... <laughs> okay, so you guys uh, stroll along... And you can tell you're kind of approaching town because there are some kind of zombie-like patrons who see Mm -hmm. you on the back of this dragon and, like, get surprised and, like, run away because obviously it's a dragon. Mm -hmm. You guys park this said dragon on the outskirts of town. Beep, beep. (laughs) You head towards the witch's pleasure and Aspen is actually waiting for you outside. Hold on. Are two of us staying with the dragon? I'll stay with the dragon. I will too. Okay. 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 Me and uh, big lady. The muscle. All right. Yep. The brains and the brawn. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) dumb and dumber are staying with the dragon. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All two brain cells. (laughs) I'm definitely the dumber. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I have a negative one wisdom. Oh, uh, well, I've got negative one intelligence. Oh, <laughs> two guys. peas in Yay. a basket. Just two peas in a basket, as Tope would say. Yes. So uh, Mina and Val walk up to the witch's pleasure. And like I had said, Aspen is actually waiting for you guys outside. And she sees you and she walks up to you and she asks you, where is it? Um, well, we think we found it. Um, I'm going to show you what I have. Yeah, we're, we're pretty sure. Um, can I show you what I have inside of my, um, inside the rest of my water skin, just to make sure that we got the right thing? Because, I don't know. Okay. So she like poofs like a little glass out of nowhere and like holds it out for you. Okay. I'm gonna get the last dregs of it. (laughs) This droplet. Squeezing it out. Or like the ketchup bottle or the mustard bottle. (laughs) Just like bang it against the side of the building. (laughs) Um, Okay. So some of the, some of the milk comes out and she looks at it. 
she sniffs it. She like puts her pinky in it and like licks it. And she's like, yeah, that's definitely it. Where did this come from? Okay, well, we have it outside of town if you want to come with us. It's kind of hard to bring over here. Go ahead and give me a... Uh, persuasion? Yes, persuasion check. Okay. Uh, nine. Ooh. Ooh. So she looks at you and she's really suspicious. And she's like, why is it hard to bring in town? Like, we don't want to cause a scene. Just come with us and we'll show you. I was like, look, I know this seems really weird, but trust me. Like, I want to get out of this thing and you have the information I need. Like, we just can't bring it into town. <laughs> she's going to go ahead and agree to come with you guys. But she says, give me give me one minute. I'll be right back. And she she goes into the witch's pleasure. And it seems like there's some rowdiness happening in there. And she's gone for just like a few minutes. And then she comes back. But she doesn't come back alone. She comes back with what some of you know. Oh, I guess Tilp isn't even there, so it wouldn't even really matter. Mina, you've probably seen one of these before. Val, maybe not. But she comes back with a manticore. Oh. That's pretty large. Um, and it sees you guys and uh, kind of growls a little bit. And then she, like, puts her hand out, like, kind of, like, giving it, like, a it's okay kind of gesture. And she says, okay, let's go. What's a manticore? <laughs> What's a manticore? It is a lion with a human face, like kind of like tail? dragon wings. And it's not exactly a scorpion. This one doesn't really exactly have a scorpion tail, but it does have like a venomous tail. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, like Tilp is just showing this dragon a bunch of like illusion <laughs> stage magic tricks. <laughs> and uh, Zizi will happily applaud and cheer at every trick. <laughs> so our party has two humans in it, right? Uh, yes. I am a... Yes, I am a human. Okay. Yeah. So ZZ and Val are humans. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why oh, no. do you need to know that, DM? Manticore's favorite meal is human. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> human flesh. Um, cool. So do you guys lead... Yeah, I think we take um, Aspen to our mm -hmm. clearing in the woods. Okay. To the clearing um, in the woods. Can either me or Val, can one of us drift behind them without being suspicious? I'm going to do that. I'm going to drift behind them while Val leads. Okay, that's fine. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Be suspicious. Okay. Got like the SpongeBob, the like squeaky shoes while I'm walking. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, you uh, fall to the rear. You bring it up the rear. Um, cool. Mm -hmm. So you guys lead Aspen and her pet is what you guys can assume towards the dragon. And as you guys start getting a little closer, Aspen stops and looks at the manticore, and it's looking at her, and it's like giving a growl. And she is not talking to it, but she's looking at it like she can understand what it's saying, even though it's not saying anything. And she turns to you guys and she says, it's a dragon, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you say that? <laughs> Possibly give you that idea. And when Val says dragon, her manticore like kind of like bows down into like kind of an aggressive pose and gives like a big grr kind of situation. And she like pats its head and kind of like looks at it. And it seems as as they're communicating, but they're not saying anything. And the manticore kind of like calms down and like sits down and like kind of licks her hand a little bit. With a human tongue. Yeah. Because it's yeah. got a human face. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Pretty gross. I know. <laughs> So she just kind of like sighs and she was like, well, I guess let's go see it. Um, but yeah, and she's ready for you guys to lead the way a little bit more, too. Uh, at this point, I have asked as a ZZ, I've asked Tilp to show me how to juggle. Ooh. So I'm there failing at juggling. <laughs> yeah, Tilp is so enthused and like she like picked up stones to, sh 
to show Zizi, but like Tilp is using her daggers. <laughs> one one stone knocks me in the face. Ow! <laughs> Take three points of damage. <laughs> Dang it! Okay, it's well, you guys are kind of hanging out, learning new skills every day. Um, <laughs> you guys kind of see over the ridge. You see Val because you know she's tall and massive. Kind of start coming over the the hill, and uh, and then you see Aspen with this really weird looking creature with her is the best that you can describe it. They're pretty rare beasts that tend to stick to themselves. I'm just like, whatever the fuck this thing is. <laughs> a fucking thing with a human face. What is that? Um, I feel like it's out of my dreams. <laughs> so yeah, so as you guys get a little bit closer um, and Aspen like sees this dragon, the dragon acts as though it can like sense something and it like lifts its head and kind of like has like the piercing eyes and like looks at the manticore and the man- manticore gives off like a hiss and like flies away. Ugh. And Aspen looks at this dragon and she seems kind of sad and she like walks up to it and like puts her hand out and the dragon's like kind of growling at her. She puts her hand out anyway and like touches the dragon's nose and like feels soothed and like starts to look kind of cute and she kind of like pats the nose a little bit and like gives it a little oh. hug. And then she like looks at the rest of this dragon and it's pretty beat up. It's full of sores, lots of kind of yucky infection stuff. So Aspen like walks over to like one of the st- the sores and like reaches into her pocket and like pulls out this thing and like a little like dropper and like drops some stuff on the sores and like kind of rubs it a in tincture. and they like instantly start to heal. And Aspen like looks at you guys and says like, wow, this has really been, this dragon's really been through the ringer. She was treated really badly and we all want to make sure that that doesn't happen again. She no was all chained up. Doors. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no more marble doors. <laughs> they had us sedated on the floor. Chained up. Chained up. So she's like, okay. And she like looks at the dragon. The dragon looks kind of sad. Uh, Aspen looks at you guys and says, I can tell you exactly what happened to this dragon. It seems as though the kobolds got their hands on a baby white dragon like hundreds of years ago and raised it in their lair and used it as income. Which is why this dragon can't communicate with you guys because it doesn't know how to talk. (laughs) It's basically like a pet. (laughs) Let's teach her to read and to speak. Aspen's like, so yeah, thanks for, um, thanks for breaking your free. I had no idea. I'll take it from here. And she starts walking away and the dragon starts following her. Well, I mean, what do you plan to do with her? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's... How are you going to take care of her? She'll come back with me to the witch's pleasure and we'll use her for milk. Uh, and how will you be treating her? Where, where is she going to live? Well, you know, she looks pretty rough right now, but the healthier she is, the longer she'll live. And uh, hopefully she'll outlive me even. So we'll, we'll fix her up. We'll bandage her up and, you know, create, create a space for her. But she'll definitely go to good use. She likes head pats. <laughs> with your crotch. <laughs> head pats with your crotch. We we assured her that when we handed her over, we would make sure that she is safe <laughs> and comfortable. And I would just and like employed. to make sure I uphold <laughs> and, and consenting. Em- and employed. Employed. That <laughs> <laughs> she is the best life she possibly can under your care. Uh, Aspen's kind of looking at you guys confused and like, uh, she tells you, um, I don't think that's something you guys have to worry about. What do you mean? You know, I'm a, I'm a caregiver of many magical creatures. This isn't my first dragon. I've had many in the past that I've traded and sold, but I've never had any that produce milk. I didn't even know that was something that was a thing. So not only will she become a member of the witch's pleasure as a pet, but we'll also try to find a way to breed a new one and uh, do all that kind of stuff. So 
she's basically going to become essentially a zoo animal. Uh, I'm going to walk over to the dragon and say, do you want to go with her? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to go to the zoo? (laughs) And you want this? Um, The dragon kind of looks at you and seems okay. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Um, 17. 17. Yeah, you can tell that, like, this dragon is not particularly, like, intelligent. You know, it's it's more than, like, you know, a, like, cattle. She has feelings and things of that sort, but she's not really educated because she lived her entire life, mm-hmm. you know, inside this, this, essentially this kobold dungeon that they built around this baby dragon. So she seems kind of okay with it. Tilp, your situation uh, is a little bit different. You would probably be in agreement with what's going on because you're someone who like grew up yeah, in a small village on a farm and you're like, yeah, you know, like farm animals and like cattle and pigs like provide a service and we take care of them. They can't really like make it on their own. Yeah, I mean, everything seems on board for Tilt just Hard the course. I'd been seeing uh, Aspen like heal the wounds was enough to win Tilp over on this aspect. How's everybody else feel? Vol is conflicted <laughs> because on one hand, she doesn't like think anything should be like chained up. But at the same time, she doesn't know like what kind of life this dragon could have. Mm-hmm. Like outside of being taken care of. Like, if she has the potential to, like, grow up and be a big, strong, smart dragon, okay. But, like, <laughs> she wants the dragon to, like, be taken care of and in the best situation possible. I was like, teach her how to read, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Tilt leans against the dragon. She goes, can we visit? <laughs> uh, well, Aspen looks at you and says... All patrons are welcome at the witch's pleasure. Zizi will just pat the side and say, well, take care of yourself now. <laughs> oh, are, are you guys like, what is that? White Fang? Where yeah. It's like, go, or, uh, go be free. free. Go, be free. Just go, you stupid animal. You <laughs> <laughs> stupid lactating dragon. <laughs> can I um, pat the dragon and can I whisper to her like, you know, if she's not treating you well, you know you can always eat her. It's okay. <laughs> you know you can eat her and set the world on fire, okay? Just um, remember, you're a big, strong dragon. Live your life, Don't queen. Need no chains. <laughs> live your life, queen. Live your life. Live your life. Um, so, actually, so this is a white dragon that you guys have been interacting with. And mm-hmm. let me just double check. And make sure my information is correct. There's so many dragons, you guys. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so white dragons are like cold. They're Mm. like ice dragons, essentially. Mm. Um, They tend to live in like Arctic climates. Mm -hmm. Gotta keep that milk refrigerated. (laughs) Which is probably why it's so good. (laughs) It comes out of the fire ones all sour. Ugh. Yeah, that's gross. Chunky. <laughs> chunky. <laughs> but I like chunky milk. I love cottage cheese. Oh, Ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one in this room that likes cottage cheese? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I, think. I mean, I've never had it on its own. I've only had it, like, in recipes. Dude, cottage cheese and OG Doritos. Awesome snack. All right, get oh. out of the house. <laughs> You're, You're not allowed in here anymore. <laughs> we can't finish the session, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're done. Um, okay, right. so, yeah. You guys are just going to let this dragon go with Aspen? But wait, our wish. Yeah, we were having some information, weren't we? I don't know. Val still feels weird about it. She doesn't like it. <laughs> That's right. You guys do get a wish. Aspen uh, tells you guys to come and visit her at the witch's pleasure, and we can talk about what you guys want. Let's go rest. Well, my friends, I am a cleric. I have cleric-y healing things. (laughs) I don't need to pay nobody. Yeah, Tilt just kind of presents her little scrapes and bruises. 
Yeah, I don't even really need healing. I still have like all my rages and I'm only like two hit points down. <laughs> Hold on. Let me open up my little spell book. All right. I would like to cast my prayer of healing. This okay. is going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take about 10 minutes. So everybody fucking chill. Yeah, y'all just sit your little butts down on the ground. And actually, most of us are probably uh, larger bottomed. Um, and I'm going to... May I suggest you. a calming circle? <laughs> going to set our dump truck asses down on the ground. Tilt's just down there Drop it like a crisscross topic. applesauce. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can pick up to six creatures, so I'm going to, uh, all of us are going to get this. Um, okay. I was like, there was another creature. No, Meepo is gone. Uh, Meepo <laughs> disappeared in a puff of smoke. Or did he? Mm. He's just following no Tilt around. Been, been able to concentrate through the tentacling to oh my God. some type of invisibility <laughs> <Yeah>. spell. <laughs> oh, God. He's gone. Oh, he is gone. And that is 2d8. Farewell well. Yeah. So everybody gets 13 points back. Sweet. Cool. Wow. I'm at full health now. Same. I'm squishy. And now we're feeling better. So mm-hmm. what's your guys' plan? Do you guys want to go to the witch's pleasure? Um, yeah. Yeah, let's go. That kind of seems to be the central Maybe. location. Yeah, maybe we should talk first and decide what we're going to wish for so we don't get too distracted by ass and titties when we go in there. That's true. <laughs> well, we'll lose all we'll of our senses. For the info, so she's not really picky on yeah. the wish. I mean, we might not even get a wish. I think it's a trade-off. We don't get a wish, but Is we it? get information. Okay. All right. Let's just go then. I mean, I mean, not that I wouldn't want a wish. I just feel like... Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything that I really need to wish for anyway, so, hmm. All right, so you guys head to the Witch's Pleasure. You guys recognize the place. There's dancers. You've got your bartender, Hestia, hanging out at the bar. Um, you don't really see Aspen anywhere kind of looming about. You see our lady in the wheelchair with uh, her pregnant were rat. <laughs> Man, that wear rat has been, been working for, for a while. Hours. When you're pregnant, you're supposed to get off your feet for a little while. <laughs> Rest them, they're swollen, girl. She's got stamina. <laughs> so what would you guys like to do first? Get the reward. I'll say, uh, go up to Hestia and say, hey, where's Aspen? Hestia looks at you and she's like, oh, she's in the back. Do you want me to get her for her for you? Yes, please. Um, She says, okay, cool. And she just like snaps her fingers um, but it doesn't make a noise. You see Aspen like bust out of like the back room and she walks up to you guys and she says, wow, you've already thought about what you guys want. Yeah. Uh, you said before when you first hired us to do this, that you knew somebody who could get me out of my magical uh, chastity device. And we were wondering if we could have that information. Yeah, sure. Um, just let me know uh, when you guys are ready to go. Oh. Oh. Like you're going to take us? Of sorts. Oh, All right. Boy. You guys ready? Just going to take us to hell. Uh, just one moment. Right. I'm going to ask Kestia oh, if yeah. she has any um, potions for sale or... Uh, she says, yeah, um, I've got some. What kind of potions are you looking for? Uh, potions of healing. Potions of healing. Okay. Yeah, Tilt just like kind of jumps in. She's like, get the lemon flavored ones. <laughs> there are um, three different kinds of healing potions that she has available. There's just like a regular, your basic healing potion. Um, there's one that's a little bit stronger. And then there's a greater healing potion. And they all cost different things. Mm-hmm. What would you, which one are you most interested in? Um... If I could get a few of the the smallest. The smallest ones? Yeah. Um, She says, okay. Each potion costs three hairs. Three hairs? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, she has to pluck three hairs off your head. Oh, Tilt, like, starts pulling out her fake rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong kind of hairs, sweetie. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Do I pluck them for her? No, she'll get them for you. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Take so how many potions do you want? Let's do each one costs three hairs. Yep. I have how many companions? I have one, two, three. Let's do let's do nine hairs. I thought you were gonna say I have how many hairs? How many <laughs> yeah, let's count? How those much hairs. hair do I have? I um completely pluck all the hair off my head. <laughs> um I hope it's not like Okay, we'll just go for it. I've got a lot of hair. <laughs> I'll start with one and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so you're going to get three of the smaller potions. Yes, please. Okay. Anything else? Um, and I was wondering if you could take a look at this for me. And I show her my ocarina. My light pink ahagao ocarina. Okay. She looks at it. She like turns it over in her hand. She goes, mm, interesting. Um, I haven't seen one like this in a long time. And she tells you that it'll cost... Three dabs of your blood for her to identify this object. The fuck? Uh, okay, let's do this. <laughs> okay, is that is that everything? Did anybody else want to do anything? I want to get my handcuffs appraised too. So same thing, uh, Mina. It'll cost you three dabs of blood. <laughs> <laughs> I dabbed. Cake dabbed. It's just three of them, right? <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything else before we get this uh, process? I end up bald. Going. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. She just takes your eyebrow hairs. Yeah, she's just plucking <laughs> wrong hair. Reaches in your like, pants. Like, all right, pull down your pants for me. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> that should be worth more. But yeah, it's very special and very painful to remove. Uh, Thank um, you. Especially when plucking. Good oh, lord. Ouch. Oh. Um, anybody else want their uh, magic items identified? Nope. I was gonna say tilt. I don't even think you've really even looked at yours. Yeah, probably doesn't even realize it's magic. <laughs> okay. What is tilt's magic item again? A pink gem. Oh, oh that's right. Where is it? Yeah. It's yeah. It's sitting in something, right? It's, it's not on her. It's fashioned to the, like the ring on her her glove sleeve oh, kind of thing. Okay. Okay. So if there's nothing else. Might as well get mine a chastity device appraised, even if I'm about to get it off. For three dabs of blood. For the low, low price of three yeah. dabs of blood. Uh, Tilt looks like left out and she goes, well, I want something appraised. And we see the like glowing pink gem on her, her glove. And then she just reaches out and like pulls out her daggers. <laughs> Her fancy little non-magical bunny daggers. Oh, Tilt. Tilt, tilt what about your gem? What about your gem? It's a rock. <laughs> it looks pretty special, though. Look, it's glowing. Okay, if we want to pay, have someone look at a rock. And she, like, <laughs> just kind of puts her hand out. <laughs> I love that. Fine, I guess you want to waste your own blood. <laughs> okay. So, anything else before we get this uh, harvesting process going? I love that. <laughs> the harvest. The harvest. The harvest of ingredients for potions. Nope. Okay, so uh, Hestia um, comes out from behind the bar, and she's got three little uh, mini vials. As she goes to reach towards your um, head, Zizi, her fingernails grow really, really long. Mm into like a creepy like tweezering situation and she starts plucking the hairs off your head and putting them into these little tiny vials she puts the stoppers on top and she puts them in her pocket and then she asks you to hold out your hand and she puts three squares of like parchment paper in her hand and she takes her long creepy fingernail and like pokes your finger and it like instantly starts bleeding she like takes your hand and she like almost makes like a fingerprint on each square of paper. And then she opens up like a little notebook and like puts them in like pressed flowers. Um, so interesting. And then your name, age, oh, damn. blood type, and like your family origin like magically is written in the book as she like puts them in. Wow. Um, and she does the rest of the stuff for for you guys but when she gets to Mina and she does the harvest on Mina and she puts her um, three little blood squares in her book you see the writing start to appear and she goes oh that's interesting 
and she looks at Aspen and she says, this one will be valuable. And she closes the little book. She puts it back in her pocket. Ooh, what the? <laughs> so, yeah, are you guys ready to find out what your magic items do? Yay! Yay. Yeah. Okay, so we will start with Zizi, since she was the one who asked first. So you have the Hegau Ocarina Mm -hmm. that when played, any lock within 120 feet that is focused on will magically unlock. (gasps) Or if no lock exists, whatever you look at will open. Mm. So like if there's a door that's not locked and you play the Ocarina towards it, it'll open. Okay. Um, So next we'll do Mina. Okay. So, Mina, you have the pink fuzzy handcuffs, and they will fit any creature or any inanimate object, no matter what it is. It will grow or shrink to size, whatever you want it to be. And when the handcuffs are on, you basically can't get out of them by any means, even extra dimensional movement. So if someone opens like a dimension door and like moves through it, like the handcuffs will go with them. Wow. Wow. The only way that they can be moved is with a DC 35 strength check. Holy crap. Oh my God. Which will then destroy them. And then we'll go to uh, Val's chastity belt, which we already know can only be taken off a certain way. uh, But Hestia doesn't know that way. Like her uh, magic doesn't reveal how it can be taken off. But whenever, whoever wears the chastity belt, um, the wearer gains a strength of 20, but can't take it off. So it's a cursed magic item, which is why our Val is so strong. (laughs) The sexual tension is just so tight. And then we have Tilp's little pink gem, which is a small pink gem. That's something you have to be attuned to. Uh, You have to sleep with it. Um, So technically you're... Oh, no, I guess I, I guess you would be attuned to it because you've had it for a long time. Years, yeah. And uh, this little gem can store a message inside of it and then can be played in a whisper, in a speaker, or like the voice can be thrown. So you can choose a location within 120 feet for it to play. Oh, That's wow. cool. So after hearing this, Tilt just immediately turns around and tries to like let's see if there's any message left in it from like the person she got it from all right so tilp like holds it up to because you know you don't really know how it works um so you're gonna assume that like oh like if it's gonna play something i have to listen to it and uh you hold it up to your ear and when you hold it up to your ear you you hear like a raspy old man like speaking into it saying i hope you figure this out sooner or later Come find me, and I'll give you more magic. Ooh. And that's it. Till just looks so excited. She's finally heard of, of, you know, reconfirmation of this person who inspired her so many years ago. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so precious. It is. It is so, so precious. Okay. Uh, Anything else, y'all? I have one question just to to DM. Uh, The first thing I did with this was tried to play it at her belt, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because my was like, try it on her belt. No, you already did that. Okay. We're good. Nope. I'm good. (sighs) I wish that was the only way it could be unlocked. That would be hilarious. It's been perfect. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm free. So is it like unlocking their sexual pleasure or so what happened in the situation with val is that zz played the um the ocarina focusing on her which she does have a lock but it attempted to unlock it which is why val kind of started feeling kind of like sexually aroused what about when doing it towards tilt so you also have like a lock that like keeps your tentacles kind of like under wraps. Oh yeah, I guess if not physical, it is a like sexual suppression lock of emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why if you had tried it on Mina, it wouldn't have done anything because. And I haven't tried it on Mina. That's yeah. so weird. Mm-hmm. Mina's sexually awakened and full. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
She's she holds secrets, her, just not her those. Her third kinds. eye is wide open. Chakras are aligned. <laughs> Funny. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If there's nothing else, you know, Aspen's waiting for you guys whenever you're ready to go. Right. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Yep. Me. I'm assuming all of you are going. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Everybody wants to see me get my device off. Hopefully. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, want to see pants. what's under mandatory pants? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? No pants. Okay. No pants. <laughs> She's like, okay, if you're sure you're ready to go, um, she uh, has you guys line up in a line. She takes a deep breath and like puts her hands together in front of her and like looks like she's focusing really, really hard. She puts her hands out and puts them on Val's chest and pushes her really, really hard. And you guys disappear and reappear in like a fucking like fairy land. Like you guys see little toadstools running around. There are fairies buzzing around. You guys see two trees talking to each other. And uh, it's very whimsy. There's you can almost hear like the birds literally singing. <laughs> la 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 la. And you're next to like a pool where like the river is like flowing, and it looks like it's glitter. It's like very fucking magical. Whoa! Wow! Wow! Are we alone? I mean, like the four, like uh, the other than Aspen the did not come. With nope, us. she did okay. not come with you. She didn't really give us much information, did she? No. Nope. I guess we're on our own. (laughs) Yep. I guess you guys are. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show. I have a lot more trouble for our adventures to get into, so let us know if you liked it. There are so many questions left unanswered. Who is Tup's mysterious wizard friend? How is a fairyland going to help Val get out of a chastity belt? Who are these club owners and what are their true intentions? How on earth did our adventurers not talk to an old woman in a wheelchair cooking the books in a strip club? I have more that I want to share with you and all my players are itching. Maybe they should get that checked out. We get mad pussy. Mad pussy.